0: Demons in the Deep State, that's the subject on The Soul Trap. My name is Joel Tillis, thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in. You are tuned into The Soul Trap wherever, whenever this broadcast finds you. We hope that it finds you in good health, good spirits, and most of all on that good and narrow way. Make sure to check out The Soul Trap on Facebook, you can also check out The Soul Trap on Facebook, paranormal radio. You can also find us on final fight. We are excited to be coming to you. And today on the soul trap, we are going to be talking about the subject of demons in the deep state. We deal a lot with demons. We deal a lot with deep state. The fear is that they have come together or rather that they have been together for centuries, if not for thousands of years. It used to be laughed at, it used to be mocked, but the fact of the matter is, when you turn on the TV or read the paper or look online, we are bombarded with things that used to be written about in the shadows or laughed about in the public square. Sex magic, sexual slave trafficking, spirit cooking, blood sacrifices, pagan demonic ceremonies, statues of God, all of this sounds like something out of a sordid tale of ancient world experiences and mystery. But they are all, and so many more, stories that are ripped from the very headlines that you and I see every day. Not in some strange Nordic black metal concert or on the movie screens, but in the halls of our government, in the lives of those right in front of us and on a day-to-day basis. It's as if we're asleep, not asleep, but zoned out. Through the soma given to us of materialism and and vapid dreams, goals at best that are meaningless and at worst lull us into an unconsciousness. We hear in the age echoing sounds that we see the echoing sounds of devices being unfolded before us of the devil working and seeming to perpetrate exactly what he wants in a world that he has created, in a world that you and I as believers are only strangers and pilgrims in. We see it, yet we muddle on to the next appointment, the next soccer game, the next vacation, sadly unmoved or strangely unaware that the dark terror of the God of this world is evermore being released to the fullest extent of his mad ends. Something dark is happening to the world, more so than we have seen in a long time. The prophetic clock is slowly winding down. And though most believers are content with small groups and overseas and lattes, there are those in the halls and walls of power brokerages that believe the Bible more than we do. Maybe they believe through an indirect way. When the Bible speaks of wrestling against the spiritual world, though the Christian world seems to say a languid and unmoved, o oh, me, There appears to be some in the secular world that are starting to say, amen. An article I came across by Nick Redfern is called From Whistleblowers to Demons in the Department of Defense. Nick writes, back in 2010, I wrote a book called Final Events. Now, please remember that book. We will come back to that in just a moment. A book, Nick says, that turned out to be very controversial. It was focused on the secret research and conclusions of a small think tank type group in the U.S. government that believed, and still believes, that the UFO phenomenon is demonic in nature and origin. I would not have been able to write the book had it not been for a man named Ray Bosch, a priest and a UFO researcher writer. In November 1991, Ray met with two people attached to the clandestine program. The pair had major concerns regarding where things were going. Ray was told that some of the people working on the Department of Defense program fell ill. There were strange runs of bad luck, and there were even deaths of at least three people. Those on the project were trying to interact with what they named NHEs, or Non-Human Entities. In fairly quick time, however, the group came to the theory that what they were really dealing with were what religious people called demons. It's important to note that something that many do not realize, namely that Ray was not the only person to interact with the Department of Defense links. Ray revealed that during a subsequent chat with his sources in the Department of Defense in May of 1994, he brought up the matter of Linda Howe's book, Glimpses of Other Realities, Volume 1. The pair was very keen to read Howe's book. As a result, a copy was soon in their hands. After reading it, the pair from the Department of Defense had a great deal to say about the whole controversy. The communication to Howe began as follows, quote, Dear Miss Howe, your book is an excellent thought-provoking work. Overall, many salient points are covered quite well. Following are some random notes for your consideration. David Baum's Wholeness and the Implicate Order. Much insight into the mechanics of the non human entities can be gained from his studies and from others. He seems to be on target with his concepts, and our program is attempting, unfortunately, to exploit them. End quote. They continued to write, Perhaps a better description might be that the mechanics of the NHE's ability to interact with our physical reality is what Baum's work details, and the contact with the non-human entities has occurred and will continue to occur regardless of our understanding of the mechanism of the contact. Our misguided program directors cling to the false belief that we can control or manipulate the NHE's when in actuality the reverse is occurring. We are the ones being manipulated and deceived. Cellular changes in plants from within genuine crop circle formations are due to the same sort of energy release exposure as that used in the so called negative healing experimentation. Once again, the forces being utilized by NHEs to interact with us is a bizarre, confusing manner designed to divert us and draw our attention from the true purpose of their action, manipulation. And deceit. The two men then address their letter, addressing their letter to Linda Moulton Howe, addressed the other issue of quote, cattle mutilations and black helicopters. The ultimate diversion in this whole area is the mutilation of thousands of animals. The NHEs, with the ability to work unseen and to create incisions and excise tissue in manners which seem humanly impossible because they are. And to either remain totally undetected or to create the illusion of extraterrestrial beings, the apparent UFO phantom helicopter sightings and occupant sightings often associated with these events provide an extremely effective smokescreen. People are now busy chasing secret government projects, satanic cults, and UFOs, while the actual perpetrating agents go unsuspected. Regarding the phantom helicopters, while many are direct NHE productions, craft is not an appropriate term as they do not need to travel via a propulsion device many are related to our program especially regarding running checks and surveillance on mutilation uh, mutilation sites and so-called abduction victims there was a there was far more to say The comment left on your telephone answering machine referenced on page 194 may very well have been made by someone within the government hierarchy who has been convincingly fed the false ET scenario, propagated by the disinformation by those who are in charge. Many variations of this exist, and all who are privy to the particular variations are convinced that they have the answer. With our society as it is now, the core truth of the situation is such that the public really could not handle it. The ultimate diversionary tactic to this point and diversions will begin to increase in frequency is the UFO abduction scenario. The concept of these events, real though they are, being the result of extraterrestrial beings is a masterful piece of disinformation to divert attention away from the real source of the non-human entities. Our information as to the true nature of these events does not negate the possibility of extraterrestrial life. But the casual, the causal source of the UFO and UFO abduction phenomenon is not extraterrestrial. The so-called Roswell crash of 1947 did indeed occur, and debris of a non-earthly type was found, as were non-human bodies, the Department of Defense men said. But they added, although in our position we cannot speak with authority, we believe that there is basis in truth for Bob Lazar's story, of government-held craft. However, the origin is not extraterrestrial. The NHE's being dealt with in our PSI mind-control weapons development, and who are apparently allowing themselves to be used for a time, are neither benevolent nor neutral. It was our feeling that very few could understand or accept this. That is the reason we approached our mutual friend, Ray. His theological training, his acceptance of Orthodox Christianity, thought, and his... Obvious abilities as an acute researcher seem to indicate to us that we might effectively communicate our concerns through him and still maintain our positions, which would enable us to accurately monitor the ongoing work. He has made some blunt statements which run counter to the positions of his peers and has been roundly criticized by many for his position, but we desperately hope that at least some are listening. The issue of deception was also in their minds, Quote, your comments and thoughts and glimpses of other realities concerning ancient civilizations and their contacts with the NHE's need to be considered in the light of bigger picture of the deception of mankind as a whole. If this grand deception is taking the course it seems to be, then it makes complete sense to analyze the false gods of ancient civilizations in light of the current level of deception. It is only logical that given their non-human other-dimensional nature, the N.H.E.s would be able to foresee the need to establish a foundational base, the facts of which could be slightly twisted or distorted by the fog of antiquity and forgotten cultural distinctiveness, to seemingly establish themselves as the bringers of all good things to humanity. They suggested to explore Jacques Vallée's passport to Magonia again for more close parallels between the manifestations and fairies and current events. Dr. Vallée was so close to the truth of the situation with the exception that the ultimate manipulators are not human. They concluded, you have created a remarkable piece of work which helps to begin to point to the final truth behind the phenomenon. Our mutual friend could be most helpful to you in explaining details of the deception. We, on our part, will be happy to answer specific questions you may wish to put to us. You must understand, however, that some things simply can't be discussed. Please transmit your questions and or concerns via our friend. We believe you can understand our need for discretion and the wisdom of limiting the number of direct contacts we make. We applaud your efforts. We look forward to your next volume. You are a very bright and obviously courageous woman who seems to remember the maxim... You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. With our sincerest best wishes, the letter to Linda Moulton Howe ends. Redfern writes, It's intriguing to note that in the wholeness and the implicate order which Ray Bosch's sources urged UFO researcher Linda Howard to read, author David Bohm said that, quote, in the unfolded or implicate order, space and time are no longer the dominant factors determining the relationship of dependence or independence of different elements. Rather, an entirely different sort of basic connection of elements is possible from which our ordinary notions of space and time are abstracted as forms derived from the deeper order. I want to simply encourage you to purchase the book Final Events by Nick Redfern. We do a lot of reading here at The Soul Trap, and I could recommend a lot of books. Some are worth the read because they're informational. Some are worth the read because they're entertaining. This is worth the read because it's one of those rare books that comes along that I think, though coming at it through the back door, gets at the issue of what is going on. I want to read to you a little section from chapter one called The Quest Begins, hopefully to whet your appetite, hopefully to stir your mind. In the several years that we have now passed since I first approached Ray Bosch on this subject, I have taken up the gauntlet and have dug deep into the central theme of his revelations, something that very quickly led me into a rabbit-hole-like maze populated by shadowy informants, scared old men in possession of horrifying decade-old secrets, and illuminating yet bizarre classified documentation. The long and winding story I have uncovered is both unsettling and unnerving in equal awful measures. At its cold heart lies a bleak and disturbing scenario to explain the UFO presence in our world that, for many years, has been firmly and secretly embraced as nothing but the literal truth by a group of American government, military, and intelligence personnel. Collectively, they call themselves Collins elite. Yet for all of their military swagger ingrained machismo and in bravado, the Collins elite live in a perpetual state of overwhelming apprehension, fear, and absolute dread. That state of mind is driven by the clandestine activities of what the group perceives to be hostile and ominous intruders from a realm of existence far different than the one we inhabit. Those intruders assure us they are friends and allies, but according to the Collins elite, they most certainly are not. They claim to have our best interests at heart, but in reality, says the group, the exact opposite is the case. And above all, above all else, they earnestly want us to embrace the idea that they are extraterrestrial visitors from far away star systems. For the Collins elite, that is the biggest, blackest, and boldest deception of all. In essence, the Collins elite utterly refute and reject any and all notions that extraterrestrials have ever visited planet Earth or have abducted human beings for purposes relative to medical examination, scientific study, and hybridization, a scenario that many UFO researchers strongly assert is taking place. No, no. Instead, the conclusion of the group is that we have in our midst a cold-hearted and sinister intelligence of demonic origins that masquerades as alien, whose presence in our world threatens each and every one of us, and that consigns all of us to, perhaps quite literally, a living hell. Now, let me just pause for a second and say, long before Redfern and long before Ray and long before Linda Moulton Hal. And long before the Collins elite, your King James Bible and the Apostle Paul told you, in no uncertain terms, who it is and what it is that you are at war with. Redford goes on to write, Put very simply, the Collins elite has a fear, a suspicion, and ultimately a solid acceptance that we, the human race, are being subtly, interesting word, isn't it? Subtle. Now the serpent was more subtle. but very simply, the Collins elite have a fear, a suspicion, and ultimately a solid acceptance that we, the human race, are being subtly yet brilliantly steered away from the teachings of religion. Their group believes we are being encouraged to accept and embrace Satan himself, albeit in the deceptive guise of an advanced alien entity. As our Savior, shortly before the countdown to the Armageddon begins, and time finally runs out, he will reveal himself. The Collins elite concludes that we are regularly and routinely farmed by an incredibly ancient life form of poorly understood proportions and fog-shrouded origins that harvest human souls upon death for purposes both nightmarish and nefarious. It is a story that is deeply and directly linked with the so-called alien abduction phenomenon that so dominates the field of UFOlogy, with the diminutive and black-eyed grays of UFO lore and popular culture, with eschatology and the end of all things, and with the way in which human beings have since time immemorial allegedly been molded, manipulated, controlled, and ultimately digested with utterly cold, clinical, and ruthless finality. In short, in simplistic terms, the greys are hungry for your souls. Interesting terminology. Again, my mind speaks about, or runs to that verse, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Hmm. In short, in simplistic terms, the greys are hungry for our souls, voraciously, and perhaps insanely. So too. Not only that, by not, not only that that, but they apparently hate us, on a scale that is unimaginable. Unsurprisingly, there is a realization on the part of some of those who have comprised the Collins elite over the course of nearly sixty years that such a monumental, horrific story cannot easily, if at all, be told to the world at large for one simple reason. They do not know how to tell such a horrific story without the revelation resulting in the possible and irreversible collapse of society. Indeed, some, some of those who have been exposed to this particularly unsettling theory, who have embraced it and who now accept it as complete and utter reality, conclude that openly revealing the perceived truth cannot serve any useful purpose at all due to their somewhat resigned conclusion that the otherworldly intelligence is near unstoppable in its horrifying agenda and wholly incapable of listening to or possibly even comprehending any form of rhyme, reason, plea, or logic of a specifically human nature. To that I would agree. They are not unstoppable, but they are unstoppable by us. It will take the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to end the reign that the Collins Elite see coming. On the other hand, however, and as will later become graphically apparent, several senior figures within the Collins Elite have been vigorously pushing for widespread disclosure to the general public and the media of the terrifying theory they accept as a literal truth. Deep dissent within the ranks then is also central facet of the story that follows. And the Collins elite are not alone in holding opinions about the nature of the non-human, devilish entities they conclude are among us. And how matters should be handled with respect to informing the public or otherwise, far from it, in fact, is their unity on this issue. To the overwhelming fury, consternation, and concern of the Collins elite... There are others within the multifaceted secret world of officialdom who have concluded that the best approach may be to try and engage these intruders from the outer edge in some form of unholy Faustowing pact. While they realize this approach is one that gambles recklessly with our very existence, they also see it as an approach that may buy the human race some vitally needed time, that may allow us to combat and halt the onslaught, and that may even give us the knowledge to understand and exploit the technology that the unearthly force utilizes against us. A technology that appears to be strange. A magical brew comprised of truly advanced science, ancient alchemy, and archaic rite and ritual. In other words, this story does not just tell of brilliantly executed satanic deception. no. No, it tells of a secret conflict. Perhaps even an outright battle would be far more accurate between various factions of the intelligence community and the military as they collectively struggle to comprehend and cope with the stark and mind-numbing knowledge and realization that the people of Earth are a slave race to techno-demons and hate-filled fallen angels. My goodness alive! How cutting-edge is that Bible that you hold in your hand? Redfern goes on to write, Yet for all their power, the Collins elite, and just about all those officials in the United States whose views accord with those of the group, await the future with overwhelming dread. They fear everyone's last breath. For in their minds, at least, when... That day arrives, they believe the dream is over, and the nightmarish final events well and truly begin in earnest. And they conclude it is all the fault of two near-legendary characters within the world of the occult who succeeded in unleashing upon us what might actually accurately be termed a veritable army of demons. What follows is their terrible and terrifying story. With that said, it is most important to note that the accounts, beliefs, theories, and conclusions that I, Nick Redfern, uncovered are strictly those of the people who have been willing to have them publicized. As the author of this book, I am only the messenger for those who adhere to the message. In view of this, it is perhaps wise and a posit for me to cite the words of Sir Walter Scott, I cannot tell how the truth may be. I say the tale as twas said to me. There is a lot of dots to be connected in this book, Final Events. What if I told you that there were intentional ongoing demonic activities that were occurring prior to and in the very area of the Roswell crash? What if I told you that the man who coined the phrase flying saucer was directly connected with a man who was involved with Babylon working, trying to bring in an elemental that would bring in a moon child. What if I were to tell you that one of the leading, if not the leading, rocket propulsion scientists in the United States of America was directly connected with Aleister Crowley, a man called the Beast. What if I were to tell you that Dianetics and L. Ron Hubbard were connected with Satanism and demonism in Southern California and in England? And what if I were to tell you that the world as we know it is not as simple as we know it. Final events. The Collins elite. While we wrestle back and forth with flesh and blood, with Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi, North Korea, Putin, while we wrestle against flesh and blood, those in the know, those in the Collins elite, Those that are Bible believers realize we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against something distinctly other, distinctly dark, distinctly terrifying, distinctly among us.